0: and we are live hey good evening everyone welcome for another episode of the puppet podcast yay here we are and we have joe joe i see you hi joe feel free in the podcast to chat with me with my guests if you have any question, i'm so happy we are at uh, episode 67 so yeah that's so cool we connect with many people all around, India, Philippines, and America, and all over. So it's really cool. And before we go in the interview, as I always say, I want to let you know how it goes in the puppet podcast world. So we have kind of good uh, connection. As we are oriented uh, towards promotion, you saw us all over, like we go into multiple channels and groups and stuff. So if you are interested on promotion, how to promote yourself or or make your stuff out there and have more eyes towards you, not just for having likes and superficially having uh some audience. It's just because people need artists. They need you. They need to see our content. So we want to promote whatever you have to promote because it's so cool. So I want to share with you my screen and show you our Patreon because a lot of stuff happened on Patreon right now because it's the platform where, where we can live off what we say, we, we do and we have a, a position over there and we can discuss about our motto and everything. So here is the tears, but here you see it's a sold out. Uh, coaching call one-on-one with Elie who is the marketing genius behind the podcast and over there we open another tier to have other coaching so sometimes you know as artists we have like we need to trust ourselves we need to be really uh, confident about like oh, should I post this photo should I what I want to promote of myself so it's really important to sometimes have a little push or someone encourage you. Yeah, this is nice. I want to see more of your face with your puppet. I want to see more of your smile. I want to... That's how you can create more on those channels. And, and I've... Ellie helps me a lot to do this podcast and also doing in my own career some some tips on promotion. So... I think it's really key to promote ourselves, and that's why we open this tips to help you. And we have tricks about promotion and Instagram and strategy, and so yeah, so it's part of the job. But as we are interested into puppetry, I get the chance to connect with ventriloquists. You maybe see many ventriloquists that I interviewed, and we have the wonderful Kristen Barger, who will talk about her heart. So let me bring her in the screen. Da, da, da. Hello. Yay. Thank you for joining us in the Puppet Podcast. Thanks for having me. Yay. I I really, I'm, I was so happy when I saw all of your social media because that, that was just, I said, You are out there, Christine. You promote, you put stuff, content, so it's so cool. And I want you to introduce yourself for the community who are watching right now about you and puppetry.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm Christine Barger. I am a ventriloquist. I've been doing ventriloquism since I was five years old, so a few years. Uh, I'm also a TikToker. You can find me on TikTok and on Twitter, and on Facebook, and on Zinn, and on Likey, and there's a lot of places, uh, at Christine Barger, and on Instagram, at Christine Barger Official, because I didn't get my actual, like, handle on Instagram. I actually didn't think Instagram was going to blow up, so it wasn't a platform I jumped on. And then it did, and I was like, I missed my name. So now I jump on every platform. As soon as I hear about, like, Byte, it, like, I was in beta for Byte. Like, all of these different, like, platforms reach out to me. They're like, we're beta testing. I'm like, I want in. I want my name. Because you never know what's going to be the next thing to blow up. Uh, I'm also an actress. Uh, and um, I'm not sure if I'm technically allowed to announce this yet. So little secret between everybody here. Uh, I will be hopefully this month or next month, uh, be in season two of the Fuse show, that white people stuff. That's not the actual name. The actual name is a little adult for the show, but uh, (laughs) so you can keep an eye on that. But um, if you like magic, I also do magic. You can see me on Penn and Teller Fool Us, one of the previous seasons. Also on my YouTube channel, also have YouTube. See, I have all the places.
0: Yay, that's the way to do it in the, our, our actual time specifically because we need to be out there, as I said. And, and you do it really um, with a lot of intelligence in, in an amazing way. And we have Leonardo say, yeah. Like, <laughs> and well, thank Jerry, you. Yeah. And Jerry said that he see your mouth move oh yes my mouth
1: is moving right now um but when i have puppets on maybe at the end you might get to see one of my friends then my mouth won't move yeah
2: <laughs>
0: that's that's so key in this eh? so yeah i'm always impressed with ventriloquist because it's an it's a way of writing stuff on puppetry like the 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 relation over there and all of those i i think As I interview more and more people, I feel I see like some of the tricks of like the the how you 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 send the ball to the puppet and the puppet send you the ball, like how you interact and it's it's so cool. Do you have like a specific influence in ventriloquism?
1: Um, I actually was self-taught and I didn't know ventriloquism was a skill. Oh, when I started doing ventriloquism. I did it um, basically as a way to kind of prove to this other little kid that my, my stuffed animals really talked because we lived at the Ronald McDonald House, my brother was at the hospital and this other kid at the Ronald McDonald House had a gizmo doll and they would hold it up to their ear and say, gizmo doesn't like you, gizmo won't talk to you. And I was like, well, gizmo's not really talking to you, you're lying. So I got my teddy bear to talk out loud where everyone could hear, except to that one. I'm like, bear won't talk to you, he doesn't like you. But you can hear him talk to everybody else out loud. So that's where it started for me. I didn't know that like there were people with puppets that talked. Like I didn't realize it's Sherry Lewis and that. Like I was I was so young. Like I had no idea. Uh and then when I got a little older in elementary school, we had a ventriloquist come to the school and I was like, that's so cool. And um and honestly, I was a bit bummed because I tried to tell her I could do that, too. And she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know how people get when like, kids tell you, like, I can do this. And they're like, yeah, good for you. I know you can. Like, but they don't believe you. <laughs> and so I, like, wanted to be my goal. Like, I would never do that to a kid. So now if I do a show and a kid comes up to me, if an adult does it, usually I, like, try to have an adult conversation. <laughs> but, like, if a kid comes up and they're like, I can do that, too. I'm like, okay, show me. Like, I try to, like, I don't care if I'm in the middle. Like, I try very hard to give them the focus and the attention because I know how it feels to be brushed off on something that's really important to you. And so I'm like, show me. <laughs> it's, it's hard, though, because sometimes you're like, like, I now understand how the adults feel. of like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know you can. <laughs> but, like, you're like, no, I want to see. So um, so in that sense, like I've had influences of things like that. Um, I met Jeff Dunham at the ventriloquist convention after I competed my first time internationally Uh and and I didn't play. So I was really upset. I had done Christian material at a non-Christian event, which I didn't know was like a thing because I had always done Christian material as a kid. And so I was pretty heartbroken that I didn't place and I was kind of ready to give up ventriloquism. I thought I must not be very good. I didn't place in this competition and people who won, I saw them and. okay, I must not be good because (laughs) I couldn't win. And so I am I was ready to give up like that day. I was done. I was like, I'm, I'm terrible at this. This is I'm done. And Jeff Dunham saw me in the dealer's room of the convention. And he was like, you're really talented. Keep it up. And I was like, I don't suck at this. So then I was like, I'm going to keep going. And then I went the next year to a different competition for Christian ventriloquists, and I won the international championship. So it was he was a good inspiration in that moment. Like he was a a really big, like motivator of like I looked up to him Um, as an adult. I don't always agree with his humor, but um, as a kid, like he was someone that I really like I was like he was really inspiring. And he was very successful, and I didn't know ventriloquists could be successful unless they got their own kids show, because that was the only thing I thought of ventriloquists—they either had a kids show, or I didn't know who they were. Yeah. And then there was Jeff Dunham, who was like this comedian that was successful doing it. So
0: yes, so yay, that's good to know some influence, and we have our Philippine ventriloquists who are watching right now. So it's One Lu. Hi, One Lou. Hello so so yeah and um oh uh, i just read the comments sometimes it's really interesting yeah again i
1: commented earlier
0: yeah
1: said hi to joe
0: in yeah. the
1: comment
0: yeah so if you don't have time to answer you we, we will go after for sure and um are you ready Kristen, for the deep question of the pop yeah
1: yeah. Yes. Let's do that.
0: Yeah. So the first one is the why. What makes the art of puppetry an art that you cherish? Um, for
1: me, it was a it was a coping mechanism because of what was going on with my brother being in the hospital. Uh, he passed away when he was three, and oh. my puppets were there for me. Uh, the The art of ventriloquism was there for me to help other people, and it was an outlet for me to feel useful and helping other people cope with the bad things in their life, loss of loved ones and things. I um, I did a Shriner's Grief Camp for kids who'd lost their parents or brothers and sisters. And, um, and I realized I could make a difference in the world. And so for me, the art of puppetry and ventriloquism is so important because it, it gives me an outlet for helping other people. And it gives me a real purpose. I mean, entertainment in general does that too. But that how I started was through puppets.
0: Yes. And it, it's it's a uh, philanthropic. You you love you hum, human and you help them with with your art. So yeah. that's really cool. And um I want to know maybe a moment who have an anecdote about a specific crush that you you feel you get like this crush for puppetry or for a puppet or for the art. <laughs>
1: um I mean when I was a kid I wrote Sesame Street asking to be on Sesame Street. Like I lived in Indiana in the middle of nowhere, like cornfields and I was like, I wanna be on Sesame Street, I'd be really good, I'm good with puppets. So I wrote them and I asked if I could be on the show and uh, Big Bird sent me an autograph picture. So on one hand, I was really bummed because I wasn't going to be on Sesame Street but on the other hand, I have an autograph picture from Big Bird framed on my wall in my childhood bedroom to this day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: so you know like i don't know i've also watched the the documentary on big bird and i just i find that he's fascinating
0: yes so. yes for the one but who has not seen Street. it watch um, that it's so yeah. fascinating he's doing with his job with a lot of devotion so it's really yeah really key also and, i'm fascinated
1: yeah. by the labyrinth
0: Oh, yes. I had like a
1: mad crush on David Bowie, who was just like <laughs> hanging out with puppets all the time. I was like, I just, I could like marry David Bowie and, and the Goblin King and just live with puppets. It would be like the best world ever. <laughs> but I um as an adult, I'm still fascinated by those, the ones that do their hands. So they're like uh-huh. the things with, I don't know how they do it. Do you, have you seen the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, when she's going down the tunnel and all the hands are talking. Yeah. But they make their hands into puppets. Like I'm just like, wow. Yeah. That's some skill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. People have a lot of talent in this field. So it's it's really wow. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And and as we talk about skills, I want to know your opinion about the field of study. What would be the best field of study for someone who wants to become a puppeteer or a ventriloquism? So
1: I think both puppeteering and ventriloquism have a strong foundation in acting. Mm -hmm. So I think if you decide you're going to pursue a career in puppetry or ventriloquism and you decide you want to go to college first, then I would say major in acting, maybe in social skills or social studies or some sort of um, like, history so you have you want to have an education so that that way you're just Mm well-rounded but also I think theater is a really important skill because then you learn how to express yourself Mm -hmm. you learn how to make emotion and if you know how to do that in yourself then it's easier to bring that out through your puppet if you don't know how to do it for yourself how are you going to make a puppet do it like how you make a puppet sad if you don't know what it means to feel sad? in a situation where you're you're pretending. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I don't know if you really wanna be like a handsome puppeteer or you wanna be a professional ventriloquist. I don't know if college is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, you could go straight out of high school and I'm not a person who's like, don't go to college. Like you should go to college if you can, but it's not like it's really going to be like, no one's looking at your resume going, what college did you go to before they put you on a comedy club stage? or what college did you go to before they hand you a puppet and say here be a handsome puppeteer. Like you could go to classes specifically for that in cities like Los Angeles and New York and you can learn very specific skills based around puppeteering.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And you could do that out of high school. Yeah. So yeah, on one hand, college is important, go to college, have a backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, you may not necessarily ever fall back on your college career your college education in the field of study like I don't necessarily go man that acting class I took my sophomore year I'm pulling those skills out right now like yeah I'm sure that it helped influence it but it's not necessary in in this type of career in entertainment specifically it's not always necessary
0: yeah and it's a good viewpoint it's it's funny to to put it in good perspective instead of saying, yeah, everything. But you, you never know, as you said, you never know when you need maybe the little skills of acting. and. Yeah.
1: Uh, also, with entertainment, especially in a city like Los Angeles where I am, yeah. um, the younger you are, the better chance you have of success as you get older. In, in every other career in the world, I think being older and more mature is beneficial. But in entertainment it's not always the most beneficial. <laughs> like, if you're going to break into entertainment and puppeteering in a place like Hollywood, just, I would say, give it a shot while you're young and then maybe go back to college if it's not your calling after all and and become a nurse or something else.
0: Yeah, that that's interesting because it's something specific about show business, particularly, and I, I, I don't know why I thought Of Britney Spears but (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. young is good young to be young and and young
1: is good (laughs) and because the pup depending on type of puppeteering you're doing if you're doing a motion where your hands above your head all the time Mm -hmm. as you get older you start feeling it in your shoulder and your wrist and you get carpal tunnel and these Mm -hmm. things happen to your body that you don't always notice when you're like 20. Yeah true. So it it is a, a, a skill that like it does take some physical fitness to depending on the type of puppeteering you're doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. So let's be in shape, everyone. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Go go to gym, get a gym membership. That's what you need to do.
0: (laughs) Do do all of these motions, all of those pull-ups and push-ups and things. Let's do it. I want also to know if you have your own definition of a puppet, because we sometimes explain our job to families and kids and, but how you explain like the definition of the like the object puppet
1: um i mean a puppet is any object and not even an object like i was saying in the labyrinth they literally just use their hands as puppets um but it's any any sort of thing that you use to assist in storytelling where it is its own personality its own character so it's 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 an inanimate object that you bring life to that helps you tell the story that you're trying to tell. Yes. Um, generally, when I think of a puppet, I think of like a hand puppet or a dummy, like a wooden dummy or a marionette, but I don't think that's necessarily the only thing a puppet is. A puppet could be just my hand. I have um, eyes. I don't, I can't believe I don't have any right in front of me. I have eyes all over my, uh, my apartment, but I have these little eyes that I slip on that are like a ring yeah. and like,
0: it's a puppet. Like yeah. it doesn't have to have anything. Yeah. And I love when people talk about the character, the fact that you bring a character or something who have like a char- characteristic of something specific. It's so key in this. Yeah. I, I want also to know um, what do you see uh, in the future for puppetry? Like where would be the art of puppetry in 10 years? I think things are going much
1: more animatronic. Mm-hmm. Um and and that's not that that's not a puppet as well because you know animatronics are also run by puppeteers just in a different fashion, um. But I think a lot of things as we move forward, um, are they a lot of things can become more like robotic puppets because mm-hmm. they're so lifelike now. I mean, I've seen people build some creatures. And they're puppets and they're maybe using their hand to move the mouth, but the eyes and everything else, it's all being controlled by somebody on like a little remote. And I'm just like, it looks like it's so real. Like that's a real gorilla or that's a real whatever. Yeah. It's like a person in a suit running the mouth. Everything else is is animated. Um, I, it's, it's fascinating what we can do with technology, thinking back to what puppets started as. Um, yeah. I don't think that hand puppets and sock puppets and things will go away. I just think that as we keep going, things get more and more advanced. Yes. um, Because we have technology and they'll get more advanced with technology.
0: Yes. And as you are streaming on many platforms, I want to hear you also on that aspect of the job. Like, what do you feel about like the, how we will meet the audience in in puppetry in 10 years or? Oh, the headphones die. Oh, I don't hear you. Maybe I... I, Unmute. I think you need to... There, I'm better. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Maybe we're going to hear a little...
1: Sorry about that. My headphones have got a mind of their own. Technology. They were like, she's talking about technology. Let's stop working.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, the question was about how we will meet or hear the audience. <laughs> um, but you were asking about the, like, the future of what we can do as far as the art goes, right? Yeah, or I was like, as you are also streaming on many platforms, I want to know your viewpoint in the future about how we will meet the audience, how we will, like how puppetry will evolve on connecting with the public.
1: So what's really great about platforms like TikTok and YouTube and Instagram is that there is this kind of, kind of direct community that you are you are establishing your community, and you're communicating with your community, and you've become like a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. I love that Like I can bring a puppet out, and my family, my extended mm-hmm. internet family, knows all about the history of that puppet. By the point that, like most of the time, they're 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 talking. They're like, Stunkles is here. Oh, we're gonna get you some garlic pizza because they know that's his favorite food. Like they just, it's really cool to have that interaction. Um, I don't know if it's going to go. like live shows are going to go away. It's weird because right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's 2020. It's the weirdest year ever. And I've got friends who are like, I'm gonna do live shows. I'm like. OK, let me know how that goes. And I have um, I've had requests from people locally. And in L.A., we're not allowed to go anywhere without a mask. It's uh-huh. not like we could go and not wear a mask. Like we have to wear a mask. It's it's like the law. And, and I'm like, I don't think you understand. You're asking me to come to ventriloquism and I have to wear a mask. <laughs> the show is going to be different than what you think it is. I I think this is a bad decision. Let's do it on Zoom. And there's this ability now to like stay home and perform your live shows. Like they're Mm -hmm. still live shows, but they're not your in-person live shows. So it's weird. It's a weird world that we're in right now. I don't know how it's going to affect the future. I'm hoping ten years from now we will like have a distant memory of that one year where we didn't leave and we stayed safe at home and like it won't be affecting the future but it might it might affect how live shows are are done. Yeah. Um one of the things i love about live shows is that they have those big like they didn't used to you know many many years ago they didn't have the technology but we have the technology to have these um big monitors behind us. So like when i did the international championship in like 99, there was a camera zoomed in on my face and my face was huge behind me so people could see my lip control because it was a competition for ventriloquists specifically and they wanted to see if I moved my mouth. And that idea that you know, you've know you got your big face behind you, so the whole audience, you know, thousands of people far away in the back can see and they don't have to be close up. Because I used to think like it's not effective to do ventriloquism for large audiences. How are they gonna get the experience? They can't see your face. But with all the technology, you can mm-hmm. do huge, huge amphitheaters and people can still see you. So it's it's interesting to think of like how that technology combined with the internet and the way that we're doing things now. I mean, who knows? Maybe there'll be little holograms of us popping up in people's rooms and we won't have to go anywhere. And we'll just sit in the front, you know, sit at home in front of our green screen with the puppets and People are watching from their bedroom or their living room all around the world, and there's a hologram of you in their room. Like, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But who knows? It's, it's the technology goes so fast. Because, yeah. like, I think about it, and I'm like, when I was a kid, we didn't have the things that I take for granted today as an adult. Yeah. So who knows 10 years from now what the technology will be? Maybe people will be, like, clicking the watch, and there'll be, like, a little hologram of me, like, they can just watch from their watch or something.
0: Yeah. I hey, I watched
1: Christine. <laughs> Hopefully TikTok is still here. <laughs> it doesn't go the way
0: of MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And you have a lot of positivity towards the future. I think it's, it's great that we, we, we put it out there.
1: <laughs> we have to have positivity. Because <laughs> it's a hard time right now in the present. So if we don't have anything positive to think
0: forward. Yeah, I know. and I want to know your like biggest purpose you see for the future for you, your career, your cat. My cats, <laughs> my
1: cats also have Instagram. If you want to hear, see who's meowing. Bagira fun. Um, yeah, they've to too. She she's screaming outside the door. She's not coming in. Um, I would like to. Uh, ultimately, I want to have my own sitcom. Uh, Whether it includes a lot of ventriloquism or not. I don't know. I just I love making people laugh. And as I've grown in my career, I love ventriloquism. I love puppets. But I also really love acting. And I, I've tried to write my own pilot and thing where I've been like, you know, it's this ventriloquist and she's got this dummy and they live together with roommates and like, you know, kind of like soap or something. And like, I've tried to come up with ideas. Um, I've written my own kids show before. Like, I've I've really like, I want to be on television. I want to have a series where I go to work every day. Ideally, I don't want to write it myself because I don't love writing. <laughs> like. I write comedy pretty much every day now because of the social media. But yeah, my goodness, honey. Everybody knows you're there. It doesn't stop. She's she's relentless. She's she's passionate about cuddles. That's what it is. She takes after mom. She's passionate about something, she just follows through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd love to have my own show ultimately. I think that would be awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wish you that for sure. It's, it's really, and with all your talent in multiple mm-hmm. area, why not doing multidisciplinary sitcom or soap or whatever? I see it. Yeah. And, um, I want for the end, I always ask the, person, so maybe you have a, a guest. Maybe it could be the cat. <laughs> and a I think the husband took the
1: cat to the <laughs> other room. I heard a shh, shh and then she got <laughs> distantly, like, she did distant voice and went on away.
0: <laughs> yeah, but if you have um, a, a, a puppet you want to bring <laughs> in front of the screen, and it's really a tiny screen, so maybe you're... Stankles. You
1: would- Here, let's scoot back a little bit. I have room to scooch.
0: Yeah. Hey you Oh, Hello? oh wait, wait. It's so confusing. It's backwards. Yeah, it's a little yeah. backwards for us. <laughs> it's, it's a monitor, like you know, TV, TV stuff. Hey! The goes, the, goes the skunk. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a smelly skunk, eh?
2: No, no, I'm descended, descended. That's what I said. Okay.
1: <laughs> uncle was descended uh he is originally adopted
2: from axtel expressions if you're familiar with axtel expressions
0: yeah
2: i, so I get.
0: T- he's a good he's a good guy yeah could you say it's your father or your grandfather or how what do you um, say i mean he's kind of my dad yes <laughs> yeah, I I yeah. About it but yeah he <laughs> yeah. was in the uh, episode sixty five i if i'm I remember right. Ah. So, yeah. So, yeah, Axel, I have a lot of talent as we can see, and we have people who are clapping on the comments. Oh,
2: thank you. Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) Yay. And, and, um, do you, um, are you, uh, what is his name? Just to make sure. Stunkles. 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 Yeah. (laughs) So, Stunkles, are you worried sometime about like the, the, the time right now and the animal condition? The animal condition? <laughs> yeah.
2: What's wrong with the animals? Animals, the animals are, are okay. I mean, I'm okay, I live here in the apartment <laughs> with the cats. Like, sometimes I sit them when she goes, uh, you know, traveling and stuff, Well, you haven't gone anywhere in forever. I know,
0: I haven't gone anywhere in forever.
2: <laughs> yeah, but- That's for me
0: yeah but but i was thinking with the the climate change and oh, all that
2: the fires and stuff oh yeah that's scary there's a lot of fires here in los angeles and and the animals oh they're running away they're trying to get away from the fires and the yeah. people are worried about the cats and the dogs yeah. <laughs> yeah they are they are worried a little bit about their cats and their <laughs> dogs one I time th- um, uh, when we we lived up in the hills by the fire do you remember what came down to our swimming pool Oh, the bobcat. There was a bobcat in our swimming pool. Maybe it was a mountain lion. I don't know. It was big and it was a cat. And it was locked in our pool. Yeah, it was locked in her pool area. And so I ran out and I I unhooked the gate and I threw it open and ran. (laughs) Because I was afraid it was going to come after me. That was because of the fires. Because there's so many fires from all the climate change and the bad stuff. And everybody's not taking care of the earth. I need
0: to yes. take care of the earth. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a statement. And and um, uh, I want to know also, you do stand-up comedy with Christine? How oh, is Christine? Oh, she's okay. I do knock-knock jokes. I don't go to the clubs. I'm not old enough.
2: <laughs> You've been to the Magic Castle, and you're not old enough to go there. Yeah, that's different. Sometimes I go to the Magic Castle with her. I mostly do, like, knock-knock jokes, and um, I don't, I don't know. She does more no adult comedy, but I don't listen to that. Uh, yeah. I, do, I do some adult comedy at the clubs, it's true. I don't do a lot of
1: clubs anymore. I actually don't like that scene, because it's, it's a rough scene. You have to be up late at night, and now that I'm married and have two cats, you know, I like to be home at night with my family. <laughs> and And me. you, yes. You yeah. can <laughs> them
2: in, then, because you'll heal.
0: Yes. <laughs> there's no clubs right now, anyway.
2: No, there's no. Everybody's
0: closed. <laughs> yes, everybody's closed. But you, you go into uh, TikTok. Uh...
2: I go TikTok. I love TikTok. There's <laughs> so many people on the TikTok, and there's so many friends there. I have lots of friends on the TikTok. I have Toilety, the toilet people. He's on TikTok, and uh, oh, I love all the Tiktokers. Yes. Yes. And Devon, today's his birthday, Devon the Muse. Yeah, it's, it's his birthday. It's his birthday, I know. <laughs> He's a TikToker. So many TikTokers. <laughs> I oh. love this the statement no. on TikTok. It's really- you know funny. how many people follow, uh, follow us on TikTok? Oh, I don't know. Almost a million. Not quite a million. Uh, how many? 700,000? Yeah, a little over 700,000. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a
0: family there. All my family. It's a big family. Big <laughs> sack <exact> family. Yeah. <laughs> so cool, Kristen and and wonderful Skong. It's so cool to have you and have your viewpoint on puppetry and your reality over there. I think it's helping everyone to be connected together. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yay. Yeah, thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, stay in the, the virtual studio. We will chat right after.
2: There's a little thing here watching.
0: Yay. I love that. So fun. Yeah. So you, you have to follow Christine on TikTok. Go and watch all our social media as she, she said. And it's. Wonderful. So everyone, thank you so much for watching and, uh, feel free to share this interview and, and put it out there. And also, yeah, you know how it works. You have a look on, on the Patreon. You're curious about Christine. So yeah, that's the purpose of it to connect and to promote puppetry with a lot of intelligence. So yeah, thank you so much, everyone. So next week we have another episode of the puppet podcast so stay tuned and yeah we will have this little jingle who is coming that we build uh, about what we do so bye everyone have a good evening and see you soon